Literally hi. Literally hi. Um, welcome back. We got back. a loaded episode. Uh, <laughs> An ambitious episode. It's ambitious, yeah. That's that's a good way of putting it. We're starting off with some light celebrity content and then very quickly going into the coronavirus protests, like the open the economy protests. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to talk about the balkanization or the fall of the empire. Uh <laughs> That, like, fucking state packs map that's going on on Twitter. We'll post it on the Insta. Yeah. Um, and then... The rise of the Realizing Stuff political party. Exactly. Exactly. So we've got a lot to get through. Yeah. The Realizing Stuff uh, newly mic'd political party. I finally should have a working microphone. I mean, literally watch. Like, this entire episode will crash and burn and we'll have to re-record it, like, on my mom's MacBook. But... In theory, I um, in theory, I, in theory I, this should be the best we've ever sounded. <laughs> Crystal clear. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I guess to like start, I was <clears throat> talking to my friend Jack yesterday and we were like kind of theorizing that there are like three tropes of celebrity. Like there's the... And celebrity female specifically yeah like queen like a yas queen yeah 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 and, and three so types of queens three types of queens we thought there's like the delusional detached which is like the mariah carey the like resilient but fucked up by the capitalist ecosystem which is like the britney spears and then mm-hmm. the like girl boss like neoliberal beyonce mm-hmm. um and i kind of just like as I dug, realized it's, like, so much more complex than that. And so today have been making a, like, lawful to chaotic, evil to good, like, table of what I think are, like, the nine definitive tropes of female celebrity, which we'll obviously be sharing in the Instagram when this drops. And, like, <clears throat> basically, I, like, I'm here because I want Aaron's response as a, a trusted advisor um, in all things celebrity. I will say, to preface it, my favorite category that I came up with is, like, problematic post-human, which the I have... The chaotic evil placement. <laughs> <laughs> the photo is Lindsay Lohan in a burkini, and I basically used it to mean, like, especially so okay it's like Lindsay lohan and grimes i'm sure i could add to it but i feel like the core of it is like celebrities who like expatriatize to countries where they'd be like stripped of their rights if they weren't a celebrity or like embrace a technology that would like strip them of their rights if they weren't like a billionaire celebrity like just like just like problematic on like such like an insane level like on a level that like i feel like you can't even just be like oh my god queen is canceled because she's so problematic because it's not that simple like it's too fucked up it alludes cancel culture yeah yeah you could argue it's the most like it's like the most 2020 it's so 2020 honestly um yeah no, honestly, Grimes, like, I, I, I can't even process at this point, like, just the, like, <laughs> disgust and rage that I feel towards, like, Grimes and Elon Musk at this point. Yes. It sucks. I, like, honestly, like, I need to just, like, mute their names or whatever for my Twitter feed because, like, I just can't with... You can't let go. I can't, like, Elon Musk, like, tweeting, like, liberate America, like, type shit. I, like, truly am, like, 
shut the hell up, you frog. <laughs> like, I, I have no time for this. And then reports say that Grimes <laughs> fucking na- already had the baby and named it Influenza. Influenza. Eh, no, no. Influenza Musk. <laughs> There's oh, baby's name God. is fucking influence. If that's not post-human, problematic, like chaotic, evil, I truly do not know what is. Like, yeah, I feel like in 2016 we were like, oh my God, Dream Kardashian is the first horseman of the apocalypse. Like we need to kill Dream. And in 2020, I'm like, I need Dream to kill Influenza Musk. Like I am <laughs> teaming up with Dream Kardashian. Like let it be known, she's on the ticket. Um, I mean, Rob Kardashian is supposedly the best parent of all the Kardashian <laughs> siblings. So, Dream should be a wonderful, healthy child. And Influenza Musk is going to be like, oh my, she's going to be like forced to like be in like a sensory deprivation chamber for like three hours of the day. And as a result, like her body won't like form normally. And they'll be like, she's perfect. She's fine <laughs> for sitting at a computer and never getting up. Like, that. That child, like, oh my god, I, yeah. I can't. <clears throat> I truly cannot. Do you have anything about the table that, like, you especially take issue with or would change? Or um, add? I, I think it's very specific that Kylie Jenner and Bella Hadid's category, <laughs> which is currently written as aspirational hot daughters of celebs who have no social skills because they did online high school, which is apt. That I think needs to include. I think it needs to be like Gen Z Insta hoes who have no social skills because they did online high school. Right. They are also aspirational hot daughters, which I feel like is the key in them becoming like famous Instagram hoes. But I, I feel like nobody even fucking knows like who a lot of those types of girls' parents even are because mm-hmm. like yeah, they, the generation gap is so big. Like even I, like Bella Hadid's mom being like a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star is like not something that I feel like maybe the average Bella Hadid, like, I don't know, follower, like even like how many people who follow Bella Hadid, like also follow her mom on Instagram. Right. Right. Yeah. It's its own thing now. I originally had as like neutral good. I had like, um, like moms who like vote Republican for only financial reasons. Like, very much like like and they're basically the moms of the aspirational hot daughters who like have no social skills because they did online high school like very much like yolanda hadid cindy crawford like you know mm-hmm. the kind of like yeah. the like orange county they're republican like the from the early yeah. 2000s mm-hmm. but i mean my problem i took it out in the end because i realized that like that's no longer a trope of celebrity it's i mean a trump, dying trope i know we yeah. no longer have the like like oh she just votes republican because she's like because she's conservative with her money <laughs> but she's like cool with gays <laughs> it's a where disappearing art <laughs> where did she go no i think i think those people turned neolib you know yeah. a lot of them like i like, think a I lot of them because well if you're fiscally conservative then like neoliberalism is like perfect for you you know right. yeah totally. like it kind of like opened up the niche for like chill karens you know 
Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I think that that was kind of a transfer. Like, I would say a lot of those types probably fall into like girl boss category. In yeah. A way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They're unfortunately, like or they're like delusional, dissociated, and detached. Those are like I feel like the two direct. Like you either have to be like delusional and detached, or you have That's to be like I'm stepping it up and becoming a girl boss. Yeah, you know? Yolanda Hadid like low key could be in the Mariah Carey category. She I originally is. I put Katy Perry yeah. in it, but like I am. I'm taking it out. I think out. Yolanda Hadid is, is a perfect <laughs> example, actually. Yeah, me um, too. <laughs> what category do you think I am? Oh my god. Oh, yeah. You're witch, cosmologically centered, and a bit basic. Yeah, I, I was hoping you'd say that. That was originally it's, it's my... Lana Del Rey and Stevie Nicks. And like, <laughs> I, I was like, you know what? That's me. But it's it's too uh, self-indulgent to like really go for it. You know Which I mean? one do you I think I am? I say it. Um, wow. <laughs> I feel like you are women on such an otherworldly journey oh that they're incapable of relating. <laughs> Just kidding. You, I hate you know, that like, group. I feel like you. That's like that's like your rising sign. Um, honestly, like I guess resilient AF, but fucked up by the capitalist ecosystem, but you're, you're more, no, you know what, you're bombshell bod, flawless politics. I wanted you to say that so Yeah, that's badly. what you are. You're I mean, bombshell I bod, flawless politics. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, like, implicit in that is being, like, also very basic, but I couldn't have, like, basic be occupy, like, the word occupy both the upper left two quadrants. Um, and bombshell bod, like, Pamela Anderson is, like, not basic. <laughs> like, she is, like, a very, like, standard, like, idea of hot, but she's also not at all. She looks insane. She's like, truly insane. She's an art piece. Like She's an art piece. Same yeah. with Kirsten Dunst. Like, Kirsten Dunst, like, looks too weird to be basic. Yeah. You know? Jack told me to take her out, but I was like, no, low key, no, no, I love Kirsten Dunst. She's so hot. Um, yeah. Well... Cool. I think I think Gaga falls on women <laughs> on such an otherworldly journey that they're incapable of relating to anyone. Okay, so that's like the thing that I want to like if I was going to make like a generation 2 of this meme, like I feel like there are people who like kind of like negotiate multiple. I feel like Gaga is the midpoint between girl boss Illuminati and women on such an otherworldly journey. True. Right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of She's just def- human problematic. Um like, um, she is not, she is, she like, she's not singular that, enough, but that's not actually like what she is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay. Like in the sleepover of Lana Del Rey, Lady Gaga and <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, like Lindsay was the only one popping off. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like Lana, like doesn't drink. Gaga is like not as cool as she thinks she is. Yeah, like she Lindsay doesn't was probably art. the one who was like being a psycho. And I yes. think like Gaga right. definitely falls between lawful and neutral in that way. Like, I, I think, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think you're right. She is the perfect midway between, like, being a girl boss and being, like, she could also be delusional, dissociated, and detached. Like, maybe in her old age, she'll, like, gracefully, like, age into that. That's, like, the best That's my goal, Gaga. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's where, like, Cher is definitely delusional, dissociated, yes, and detached. Yes, and, like, yes. that's, like, where we all, like, want Gaga yeah, to end up. We're just, like, there. Gaga's, mm-hmm. like, taking her fucking time getting there. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. It's really, um, like, it's good. I'm really proud yeah. of myself. Okay, where does Charlie XCX fall? Ooh, um... 
Okay. Charlie XCX, I would say, like, her sun sign is girl boss Illuminati, and her moon sign is people who think you can still be girl next door in 2020. Okay, I think... And her rising is post-human. I think that her, um... Her sun sign is people you think or people who think they can still be girl next door in 2020. Okay. And her moon sign is Gen Z Insta who have no social skills because they did online high school. Mm. Yeah, she's very Charlie's, in that generation. She is, and and that's one of her skills. And like, I feel like right. I have. Uh, yeah, I mean, sh- when is her album coming out? I don't know. I have a comment about that. I'll get to later in the episode, but like soon. Like, yeah, she, like, I mean, she, we can. She had a gram the other day that was like, (laughs) that was like, I feel so bad. I'm making my team work so much right now. And I was like, that's not chill. Like, that's what I decided. You just feel like really fucking bad. Um, I have such mixed feelings about Charlie XCX. I like love her music and I obviously like love like her look and just like she's so cool you know what I mean like she is definitely like a very like cool fucking girl and there's I don't know like it's it's I can't really discount that and I think Mm -hmm. that like the image feeds into the music feeds into the like it's such a good thing that she has going yeah and I totally see why she I see why she has momentum right now because I think she's definitely like very self-aware and realizes that she's like right on something right Right. now and she just wants to like keep on it. Yeah. But I feel like honestly, like my take about Charlie is like really coming to terms with like my own Leo like tendencies and shortcomings because Mm -hmm. like Charlie XCX is like kind of the ultimate like Leo celebrity or like Leo artist and that like her her best skills are in her ability to bring out the best in the people that she works with. And that's why her albums pop off is because she like, she just like grabs talent. Yes. It's like, she like grabs talent from like all over the place and like AG cook, like whatever. And like, Mm -hmm. she just knows how to like bring out the best in people. Mm -hmm. And like, I definitely realized when I saw her in Oakland, um, which was the show that I, uh, met ricardo jk at our like dream podcast guest Um, (laughs) like him pamela anderson and azalea banks literally our dream podcast guests um (laughs) but brooke candy was opening for her at that show and i remember yeah so she went on stage and she was like hey guys like like and you know she's dressed in like like her outfits are like insane like they're like really like next level like just like crazy drag whatever who charlie Um, or brooke Brooke, Brooke Candy. Okay, right, yes. You know, just from, like, her Insta, yeah. Like, like, her style is, like, really out there. Like, like way further than Charlie, at least, like, visually. And, like, so she gets on stage, and she, like, looks like that, obviously. And, like, she just, like, says, she's like, yeah, I, like, never perform live because, honestly, I have, like, really insane social anxiety, so it's, like, really hard for me to be on stage. I'm, like, so nervous right now. Like, I don't even know. And, like, she was so nervous during her performance, and I was just like, That's so Oh, my God. Like, that it was cr- like, I was like, wow, like, but I think that that's, that is like the thing with Charlie is that like Brooke Candy, like, I feel like for the potential that she had, like, just given like her kind of like following on social media, you could probably say the same thing about Cupcake, honestly, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's crazy that they're not more famous. And I think that like, 
seeing her on stage, I was like, oh, this is why. Because, like, it is fabricated online, you know? Like, for better or for worse. And I think, like, Charlie uh-huh. XCX is really good at, like, pulling those kind of people and, like, just, like, trying... But, like, she milks them, like, too much. Like, that's the Leo shortcoming is, like, right. you can't, like push people to like be their best like <laughs> yes, some people like just need yeah. to be where they are yeah they just you need know? to like vibe it out yeah. yeah and i think that's why like some of her songs are like unsuccessful is because she just tries too hard to like to give like a platform to like these artists that are like cool but maybe don't have quite as much of a following as like you know you would think they would have with how like unique they are and then she just yeah. like it doesn't always like work you know like that's actually yeah <laughs> Totally. That's my take on Charlie XCX. <laughs> I think mine kind of related to that a bit is like in the same conversation yesterday, Jack and I were talking about like, <clears throat> like artwork and especially like concept artwork that like is so good that it like eludes critique and like, and then it kind of starts to become really uninteresting really fast because it's like, like it's just like from every angle it's so current it's so now it's so like well produced and then it just like but then it kind of like the like the excitement the tension is lost and I think Charlie mm-hmm. XCX is that a little bit as a musician like it is like it's so now it's so good it's the future of pop like she's a super cool queer icon whatever but like it almost just like gets to this level where like <clears throat> like, the magic is gone, you know? Like, I don't know. And I, I, and that's not to say that, like, the magic is always gone. Like, she totally has her moments. But I definitely, like, don't latch on to her as I do, like, my, you know, other queens. Your queens, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Charlie XCX is as, like... I we'll see how her next album goes, but honestly, I think her music is, like, fire. Like, it's so good overall, you know? Like... Of course, there are, like, various, like, things here and there, but I think, like, her collaborating with A.G. Cook is just so smart and, like, so good for her. And I think, like, the music just is really, like, something that just not a lot of people are, like, really doing, especially not in, like, kind of a mainstream pop way. Yeah. Um, But I think Charlie is, like, it's clear to me that she's pushing herself a lot to stay on that. And I think just inevitably that like becomes a burnout, you know? Yeah. That's like more, I I think like, I'm not like, I have definitely not written her off in any way. It's more that I see what she's doing and I'm like, "Ah, queen, like, I don't know how much longer you can do this. Well, and okay. I mean, and this is kind of what I was going to get to later, but like, I'm sure I'll come back to it. But like, I think the, you know, her releasing like, Entering this moment of quarantine and being like, I'm going to make a whole album right now and it's going to be hype and it's going to respond to this moment. Like, like that's making with your head, not making with your heart, girlfriend. Like, you know, I mean, all of us are like literally physically um, changed right now. I'm trying to find out what was it that like, oh yeah, noise. So like, (laughs) listen to this like Connor Habib podcast, but like, and he was talking about how like noise pollution is a vas- like a vasoconstrictor, which means that right now, since we're all in quieter spaces, like our bodies are literally different, which is why we're all like thinking differently and sleeping differently and just like feeling differently. And so when I see someone like Charlie XCX be like, I'm going to do it, like I'm going to do it again and I'm going to do it bigger. I'm like, that's like literally like not genuine. Like you're not responding to what you're feeling. You just, you know, like 
You're and just I, keeping the party going. I yeah. totally understand the impulse, but like... For sure. It just, I think it's like, it's her, um, like, it's her blessing and her curse. I mean, it's like the same thing as like DJs trying to be like, let's do an Instagram live, like DJ set party. It's like, you can't. Us on like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, us on 420. Um,. No, but yeah, I mean, like, right. I think, like, I think there is a lot of, like, really incredible art that is going to come out of this period of time, but Me it's too. not, it's not that, you know. It's not going like to be, it can't, it, like, necessarily can't be the same as what was happening before this time. Yeah. Um, and so, and therefore, I mean, we, like, don't I, know what it will be. Yeah, I do feel like this is, like, Charlie being a little bit girl bossy, too, because it's, like, who's going to say no to collaborate with her right now? Nobody's doing anything. Oh, yeah, like, she can, I like, <laughs> She can reach out to, like, anybody that she wants to work with, and that's, like, to me, that's, yeah, as I said, like, that's that's her strength, and she knows it, and that's how she gets her fame is, like, more collaborations, like, more people that you would never expect, like, her to be able to get on a track she got, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just think, like, she's always, always, always trying to move in that direction. And, like, I can see how this is an opportunity to, like, be like, hey, want to be a verse on my song right now? Like, when you're just in quarantine. But it's just, like, I mean, I'll probably, st I'll probably still love the album. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm definitely looking at it with skepticism, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll love it in the way I love a well-oiled machine. Um, yeah. <laughs> We do love those those well-oiled <laughs> machines. Do we have any more celeb content, or should we go into like our political stuff? Uh, let's do political. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't really even know how to transition in, but obviously we have to like address the coronavirus protests, like the open up the economy protests. That yeah. Have been yeah happening i guess okay hey. one i could ask like i have a question that's like not related but i am and it's a little bit edgewardish but just like okay do you think it's problematic to call coronavirus the chinese virus like what <laughs> uh, <laughs> the chinese virus i think there's no reason to really like there's not a compelling reason to call it the chinese virus except i mean to be the like spanish dickish. influenza was called the spanish influenza i know like, but but spain was pissed off about that at the time too like my mm -hmm. one fucking history nugget that I can throw in. Like, just because, like, colloquially, history like, queen. that it, history queen over here. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I can see how, like, it isn't really, it isn't really accurate and it doesn't necessarily represent the virus as it is right now. Yeah. And I, I do question the impulse to do it because right. I definitely, like, still follow the conspiracy thread of, like, this just like what even caused the coronavirus you know what i mean like i feel like obviously china like covered it up and like did a shitty job and like they're being questionable as hell but at the same time like i would not be surprised if it was like some cia op you know what i mean like at this point it's just like who fucking knows like i just feel like the u.s like being like it's the china virus like it's a chinese virus it's uh -huh. just like i just feel like it's political um it is political and like I it's think it's funny. I think it's funny that people are pearl clutching about it because I yeah, don't. I like. I it's it's very weird to me, and it it it's just so playing into like the hand that Trump is like obviously trying to like deal right now, where like people right. just talk about that instead of like anything else. And like, right. here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're talking about like if if you're talking about Trump's response to the virus, 
and your focus is on things like Trump called it the Chinese virus. Like right. this is like whatever, blah, blah, blah. You will like always dumbass, lose that argument. You will always lose that argument with his base. Like it is really clear right. that like the basket of deplorables narrative does not work. And I think like right. it's so important that everybody gets that through their head, not yeah. just like kind of like is like, oh yeah, whatever, but truly processes that, that like doing this whole like high and mighty, like holier than thou thing does yeah. not work as a yeah. platform. And I think like, a part of me is like, okay, you know, the Trump administration is doing this because, like, they're trying to, like, avert blame to China and, like, what's the reason for that? Like, hmm, I wonder, conspiracy theory, whatever. And then, mm -hmm. like, the more sensible side of me is like, no, he's doing this because, like, he knows that this is, like, a media circus that he can be, like, the ringleader of. Right. You know? He's a and, performer. Like, He's a performer and like, you're just playing into his hands and it's just like, just like let him it's call it the Chinese virus, like talk about something else. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's not worth the time. That's a beautiful take. Um, I mean, I thought Thanks. of it because there was like this diet, <laughs> diet Prado post that I sent you where they were like trying to dox like a fashion photographer whose child like had written something about the Chinese virus. And I mean, my response was just like, okay, like if I feel like to... To find the Chinese virus, like, nomenclature problematic implies that to be Chinese means to be, like, ethnically and physically Han Chinese, like, racially. And I was like, that's, like, way more, like, I mean, I'm hardly, like, a globalist, but I feel like, like, the concept of, like, an ethnostate is, like, way creepier than, like, anything that like trump's doing through like name calling you know what oh, i mean true true i didn't think of that that like that like ch calling it the chinese virus really like you can have the interpretation and i think it's the more fair one that it's talking about china the country and then you can yeah, have exactly. the interpretation that chinese is like a racial term which it also is but right like, but it's like yeah, no I didn't even think clean, about but that. like why are you thinking that you know well, like that's, that's the thing is that i think that I think that in order to get to a state of mind where you are genuinely, like, upset about the Chinese, like, calling it the Chinese virus, if you're, like, Chinese, like, if you're, like, a Chinese immigrant, I'm not going to tell you how to feel, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can be <laughs> yeah. offended or feel alien, and you probably should feel, like, alienated by the way that Trump talks about, like, Chinese people, like, I, I get it, you know, like, yeah. I, like, it's fair to be alienated by it, but I think if you right. are doing some, like, uh, outrage performance, mm -hmm. like, which I feel like is there's like a... exactly what Diet Prada would be doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Diet like Prada I think, sucks. I think that that is like ultimately coming from a place of not really like, it's not actually coming from genuine emotions. You know what I mean? It's coming yeah. from like just like a need to like it's like an emotional addiction to like canceling. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, so it's true. just like insane. And that's the it's real like... disease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like well, it is. yeah. It's like you should analyze like is this worth my like negative reaction like to this level? And like this is where I'm saying like it's like we all have to like not just like be like oh yeah basket of deplorables like kind of like vibe doesn't work because like look what happened in 2016 like blah 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 like not logically but like truly emotionally i feel like people need to understand that like the pearl clutching on behalf of somebody like on behalf of your friend identity politic like right 
needs to go. Like you it have to like, to you have to like to examine stop. that impulse in yourself and see where it's coming from. And if it's coming from a genuine place, like do you, you know what I mean? Like fucking do you, but recognize right. that at this point, like it's such a default reaction that like in it's even so reacting that way and even reacting that way, you are forcing the paradigm to continue, mm -hmm. you know, 100%. like you're not leaving space for things to get better. Yeah. And like, it sucks. It doesn't like, get better. Literally, um, it does not get better. <laughs> Chast and Buddha judge. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, praying for Chast and right I know. now. I'm, I'm like, not going to be quarantined with Pete right now. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, wait, it's female celeb. Um, yeah. <laughs> Chast and Buddha judge is easily uh, someone who thinks that it's okay to be girl next door in 2020. <laughs> Obviously, obviously. That's so good. That's so fucking true. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I'm glad we covered that. Um, I guess, yeah, segueing into, like, the the back-to-work protests, right? Which mm -hmm. have been happening Reopen the, the economy, yeah. And, I mean, they've been really, like, unnerving. I mean, not in the sense that, like, I'm saying, like, I mean, even without creating, like, a value judgment on the protesters or what they're protesting for, I just think it's, like, I do feel, like, genuinely unnerved to be living in a moment where, like, like, the psyche is, like, so clear, like, the collective psyche is so clearly just been, like, obliterated Gaslit and and fucked, yeah. 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 It's just, like, yeah. it makes me, like, scared for, like, the future of the country. And I'm not blaming that on like the back to work protesters. I'm honestly blaming it on like all sides for failing to like generate any level of like productive discourse. Um, yeah. It makes me really fucking sad. Like yeah. that's like kind of my like hot take reaction is like, it's, it's honestly, it's very hard for me to process on a like uh strategic, like logic based level because it is so like overwhelmingly like instinctual or emotional. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. to me, it's very clear that like the reason why these protests are happening is not about like people being like, I need to get my haircut. I'm due for an appointment and it's no, stupid it's that I can't go. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not, it's, it's from something that like, it's like coming from like a place of like fear of like not getting a paycheck or like what's going to happen to your town. Like if like the entire economy crashes, like right. it's people that are like really terrified, like of they're more afraid of what will happen to the economy than they are of dying of coronavirus or their relatives dying of coronavirus. I think there are multiple actors. I do think, and I think that like some, I mean, I'm kind of copying language here from that Jacobin article, but like some deserve our sympathy and like some don't. I mean, I think there true, are some true. there are some people who are protesting like literally like because like I I think there are a lot of people who are protesting who will not you know don't live month to month on paycheck like don't necessarily need this, but they are just like so hype and filled with fiery rage about like the kind of like media generated divide in america that they just want to like fight about something they want to get attention you're literally describing elon musk yeah like, it's the same shit it's the yeah. same shit no i know i mean i know that i right. I, I i'm coming from this place of being sad because i think it yeah it does make me afraid for the future you know like mm -hmm. it makes me scared and upset that such like 
I don't know, that people can be, like, so manipulated against their best interests, like, right. by the state. It makes yeah. me worried about, like, what else they'll accept or, like, what else that they will, like, protest in, like, favor of, even though mm-hmm. it, like, is so fucking horrible for them. What's interesting, though, is that there's actually protests happening in France right now, too. Really? Um, I did not know that. I'm a, okay. I don't know much about it. I just remember seeing, like, a little article about it that I guess, like, people are... It's it's essentially an extension of, like, the Yellow Vest protests yeah, where people yes. are saying, like, you know, like, economically, like, we're fucked right now and France is doing nothing for us. Like, Macron is doing nothing for us. Right. And, like, people protested in Paris. So I'm there fucking are... obsessed with the Yellow Vest protest. I mean, I think, I know. for me, it, like, really... I don't even know if we've talked about it in the podcast, but it, like, completely shifted the Overton window for me in terms of, like... Um, in terms of thinking about, like, how, like, neoliberalism can be capable of, like, truly ameliorating, like, environmental or social crises, when, like, it's clearly just, like, in, like, the interests of the, like, rural versus urban people are, yeah, like, so yeah. in such stark opposition on a policy level. Um, Yeah, so that makes me encouraged because I think that, I guess that's, like, what I'm saying is that I do think that there's a huge, huge chunk of them that if you, if you actually try to engage with them, like, and you actually have somebody running for office that represents them in, like, a tangible, real fucking way, that they will vote on, yeah, I mean, that that they're not necessarily, like, married to, like, the Republican Party politically, they just don't really see that many options. Yeah, Yeah, they're rogue agents. Yeah, and I I think, like, honestly, I'm, like, getting to a point where I'm, like, rogue agents are, like, the only respectable people in this fucking country at this point. A million fucking percent, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) this is why we have to start the Realizing Stuff party. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the other thing I think with these protests is, like, I feel like there's a lot of, I mean, there's just a lot of, like, astroturfing involved, meaning, like, there's a lot of, private interests that are like funding it in a certain way and trying to like portray a certain right. image like and i think like Betsy DeVos type stuff which exactly, is like and creepy exactly and yeah. i think that i think that particularly because like obviously nobody is out to actually like see the protest like you have to recognize that your image of it is very much manipulated by whatever source felt that it was worthy enough to go out and cover it like and i think like obviously like if you're covering, like, a protest, like, you can interview, like, the craziest bitch or, like, the dumbest bitch and, like, make it look a certain way or you can take a picture from a certain right. angle or whatever. And, like, like I think, like, it's it's important also to realize, like, how much our view of, like, what each protest even is is manipulated by just, like, a media source that's, prevent like, presenting it to us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah, I think that's, like, a big part of it, too, is, like, I honestly, like, would... I would be interested to know, like, how many people are genuinely there? Why are people there? Like, what's, like, the scene? Not right. just, like, based on a picture. And I'm you know? guessing, I mean, honestly, like, I would be so excited if I was wrong. But I think that our listener base is, like, probably mostly, like, falls on a similar, like, side to us. Which is, like, you know, not, like, like more not on the side. <laughs> like, more staying at home. And not oh, so much obviously. protesting right also, now. Sorry, but you're <laughs> but like, never gonna catch me at a protest. I know that's like shitty, but like I just it's not my <laughs> A protest of like anything? Uh yeah, I mean maybe like I just like I've never been in like the internet. I know. I've literally never been in like a crowd of people and like felt invigorated by like being in a crowd. 
And I think like, yeah. I, I don't like get, I mean, I feel like I if, if it's, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're much more of the people. It's because no, I mean, I'm a bombshell bond with flawless politics. So true. And I'm like the basic, <laughs> like cosmically aligned, uh, yeah, like occultist or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. No, okay. I mean, I, I think like you, like in general, like I'm just, I view like protests like more just from like an outsider perspective in general. And so I think like, yeah. I don't know, you're not going to. I mean, actually, yellow, like, yellow vest as an exception. I'm like, yes, queen! Oh, about the yellow so vest. I have a really good sure. friend who, like, lived in France the last few years, and he told me that they, like, in France, they're, like, not really taken seriously, which, like, kind of broke my heart. I was like, that's That fucked. breaks my heart. I, <laughs> uh, I would just like to, like, refer to the Pamela Anderson tweet, like, while they were going on, where she said, I despise violence referring to like the broken windows in Paris, but what is the violence of all these people in burned luxurious cars compared to the structural violence of the French and global elites? That is so fucking spot She's on. So woke. It's She's like so what woke. No, I and I I, I mean I think that in a way is the crux of the back to work protests too. It's like obvious I mean this is a form of violence. It's like it's different because it's not overt. It's more like biologically dangerous. But, like, what is that kind of, like, biological danger compared to the structural violence of the global elites? Like, Absolutely. I- Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Tea. Such fucking hot tea. I mean, anyways, so I guess, but one thing I did want to say about the um, back-to-work protests that I, we kind of looked at this Jacobin article that was, like, all right. But, I mean, it made a really valid point, which was just that, like, there is, like, Like, there is not an adequate, like, agenda, like, there's not an adequate agenda, an adequate enough agenda coming from the left such that we can, like, dismiss these protests as invalid. Like, there, it, like, is, it is, like, facts and it is tea that, like, a lot of these people are, like, do have, like, mortgages or truck payments that, like, they're making month to month and, like, literally will go, like, into, like, severe debt or bankruptcy if they're not able to, like, return to to work. And so, like, and I mean, meanwhile, like, I think mainstream kind of, like, air quotes, superstars of the left, such as Andrew Cuomo, are, like, cutting Medicaid and, like, you know, not promoting, yeah. you know, no, like, you know, I mean, it's figures on the, on the air quotes left, meaning, like, centrist Democrats, are not, like, promoting financial measures that will ameliorate these people's conditions. So why wouldn't they, like, turn to the right if it's in their immediate interests? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. So, and so the final kind of question that I had was, like, and this is in response to, I don't know, I think I, from the onset of the whole virus, I was kind of, like, really put off by how many of our peers kind of just turned into cops in terms of, like, doxing people for being outside or congregating in groups. And, like, I don't know, the, like, doxing, canceling thing on, like, Instagram stories. I was just, like, I was, I had a bad taste in my mouth about it, like, from the onset, because it's, like, you don't know someone else's, like, vibe or story or struggle, you know? Mm -hmm. And so my Mm -hmm. question was, like, is it responsible to tell people ask people to stay inside or shade them for leaving the house 
if you aren't actively participating in like a wealth or redistribution program, like which you can do outside of the context of the government. And I think that for me, what do you do? Like, uh, you know, like volunteering for like food distribution programs, like school lunch programs. Like there are so many redistribution programs right now that like need financial support. I, I just see. think it's like yeah. irresponsible to like be a cop if you're not like practicing what you preach. So you're saying like walk that walk, like walk yeah, your walk talk, your whatever. Walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's like really appropriate to ever be a cop. So like yeah. that's sort of my like already. I mean, I think the impulse to police other people's behavior it deserves dissecting. Um, that said, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. It's an emotional like, addiction I, to canceling. It is. It's literally <laughs> the emotional addiction to canceling. That said, I definitely found myself in a position where I had to be, like, the bearer of bad news in right. a lot of situations where, like, I kind of, like, knew what it was going to be like before there were, like, I don't know, just, like, I feel like, yeah, I literally had to, like, break the news of, like, what coronavirus was going to be to, like, several people, just because, right. I don't know, it's just the role that I play in some people's lives, and it's just, like, the person that I am, and I think The that, cosmologically in tune occultist. Exactly. A bit basic, though. But um, basic. <laughs> basic. No, and so I think, like, for me, it's, like, I do think that there's a certain level of, like, acknowledgement and, like, just... Like, you can't, like, pretend, like, it doesn't bother you if it does, and you can't pretend that it's not happening if you see it, and you, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, a certain, I think there's a certain impulse, like, on the opposing side of that, that's being, like, stop policing people's behavior, to be, like, I don't want anybody to look too closely at, like, anybody's behavior, and it's, like, you should look closely at your own behavior, you know what I mean? Like, you should hold yeah. yourself to, like, Ask a certain point of integrity. Exactly. And I think that that's something that's fair to, like, I think it's, I think it's fair to like, tell your loved ones how you feel, tell people how you feel and like, be honest with people if you're uncomfortable with their behavior. But that's not like, posting some person that you don't even know and like shading them like on your Insta story to like right. make a poll and be like, do you guys think it's fucked up that this is happening? Vote yes or no in my Insta poll. Like, right. Cause they no, were having like that. a pina colada in like Hyde Park. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And I, I do think that, uh, I think that if you're upset by people's behavior, you also should have a reasonable explanation. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that there, there are some impulses to social distancing that are just kind of like, literally just do this. That's all you have to do. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like, are you 100% sure about that? Because like, right. I'm not, you know, like, yeah, I, I don't feel that I can come from a place of authority. All. Yeah, like, I don't think anybody can really come from a place of authority right now. And that's sort of like, I mean, I think that's a huge problem that like, we're facing on like a political, like national level is that like, who can you trust when like, there is nothing to trust, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and like, I mean, something I kind of want to get into, and we kind of touched on with like the Charlie XCX thing is I do think like, I think in a way we have like a personal responsibility in this moment for like, like self-reflection and like self-growth and like creative and unusual ways. And if you're like staying inside, but just like holding like bitchy resentment to like strangers or people you love and like emerging in 18 months, like just like a kind of meaner, shittier version of yourself, then like, no, you haven't 
done a good job just by staying inside. Like, sorry, that's, like, not really enough, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I think, like, I think IMO, like, doing a good job requires, like, something much more critical. I think the frustration, I completely agree. I completely, completely agree with you. I think the frustration (laughs) that I have as somebody who's more on that side of the spectrum than the other is Mm -hmm. that I think the, like, the equivalent version of the other side of it, like, the equivalent to, like, just being, like, a judgmental bitch, like, whatever, from, like, the side that's, like, not social distancing effectively, is that (laughs) I think it's just, like, obvious to me that, like, there are people that are avoiding accepting what's going on and accepting, like, the inner work that comes with it, Mm -hmm. and they just, like, want to be distracted again, they want to, like, have their friends around, they want to be able to party, and, like, that sort of impulse, like, It frustrates me because I feel like we, again, it's exactly what you're saying. We all have a responsibility right now to like do inner work. Yeah. And like, Mm -hmm. I think if you're like literally just like, I'm so bored being at home, it's like, yeah. Like, literally just like stare into the void, you dumbass. And it's really hard. Like, I think that, I mean, it is for sure. For sure. I mean, my experience, and I think the more people I share it with, the more everyone's kind of on the same vibe is like, I, my highs are high. I'm like, whoa, I'm reading so many cool books and watching so many cool movies. And then, like, one tiny thing spirals me into, like, an insane depressive episode where I, like, can't speak to anyone for, like, 48 hours or, like, respond to texts. And it's just, like, mm-hmm. it's really crazy. And Same. again, on, like, yeah. the Connor Habib podcast, he was talking about how, like, um, <clears throat> like, we are, like, catching up with ourselves right now like it's like we've been through like decades and decades of go 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 and right now we're not moving and so we're emotionally like registering who we are internally and like that is like really difficult so I'm not saying it's not difficult but also like I don't think it's like I don't think there's an excuse for being baby in this instance and I say that Mm -hmm. as like full-time baby like I just but I do think it's like there's a level of introspection that's really difficult, but also necessary. It's like literally required, like, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think like, I think that I totally, yeah, I totally agree with you that like the impulse to just like be a cop, I mean, it just sucks. Like the impulse to be a cop sucks and you should always like dissect and examine that when it comes up in you. Like, yeah. First of all. Right. And then like, I think that like on both sides of the spectrum, it's the same frustration of just like, there is if if you literally are in a situation where you can social distance and stay at home because your income is not dependent on you leaving for a job you know Mm -hmm. like you don't have to like leave your fucking house so that you don't fucking like die or not have like money to pay your rent which is still going on like Mm -hmm. i i don't think that you're in any position to like be like avoiding looking at the void you know (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. like you have to whether you're like on the cop side or if you're on like the like i'm so bored like i just like i'm feeling stir crazy like whichever side like sorry you know like take a second look at your emotions (laughs) yeah we're all in it we're literally all in this bitch together (laughs) it's like literally like the all you can do like if you're like in a position of like relative security right now or at least that's how i feel. i mean you're i think your argument is that you, there are tangible physical things that you can do which i agree with i think like on, yeah like, an but i don't level, think i mean i'm yeah. out of like a level of privilege to do those things because i don't work 
um, right. yeah. that, like, I recognize. Um, yeah, no, I think, like, you have to find your thing to, like, make things better. And I think in everyone's right. case, it's basically, like, doing inner work as, like, a bare minimum. Right. You know? Totally. It's not in the bare, mm-hmm. yeah, and, like, I think the bare minimum is not just being, like, staying inside, but, like, being, like, a salty-ass bitch for, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I know. I completely agree. Um <laughs> Dude, we literally have so much to get through. Like, I can't. <laughs> We're being really ambitious. We're through, like, point one of six. <laughs> um, um, yeah, we have literally so much to, <laughs> to get to, through. Um, but I wanted to talk about that fucking state packs map. Yeah. That's, like, circulating on Twitter, which we'll post on the gram, but it's basically just, like, a map of the U.S. with, like, different regions and, like, different areas kind of, like, sectioned off to show the various, like, multi-state packs that have, like, formed post-coronavirus. So, basically, right. like, the Western States pact being, like, a major one as well as, like, kind of, like, the tri-state area, like, mm-hmm. New York, New Jersey, PA, Connecticut, etc. type of area. And then, like, everything in between is kind of, like, a shit show. But yeah. basically, you have, like, your coastal <laughs> elites that have, like, geographically, like, joined up together. And then, like, everybody in between is, like, figuring out where the fuck they fall. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, Ugh. this map, like, truly, sad. like... The map itself, though, is, like, such an amazing work of, like, <laughs> like geography, like, skills or whatever. I think I'm literally, like, so taken by it because, like, okay. you don't learn geography, like, in, like, U.S. education. Like, it's mm-hmm. literally, like, not a part of public education, like, unless you take, like, AP history classes, which I didn't. And, uh-huh. like... I literally just feel like looking at this She's map. Not I'm like, queen of history. I am not queen of history at all. Like it's so, but like literally looking at this map, I'm just like, oh my god. Like I, this tells me like so much of like the state of the union. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. It's it's like beautiful, but like it's Ugh. crazy because you and I are both in the coastal elite. Like, I know. Well, and that was like my reaction. I'm like, I mean, I feel like I've been thinking. When did I start thinking about California seceding? I don't know. I, I brought it know. up. It's been I, like, I've been like on my shit about it recently. Tyler was like, can you shut up about California <laughs> seceding? Like, it's not going to happen. I feel like happen. something happened in the last, because it wasn't Trump, but something happened in the last like six months where I was, oh, it was Bernie. Right. Duh. And I was like, like when, <laughs> uh, when like the DNC like killed itself. Um, the, I was like, California is like really going to leave this bitch. Cause like they'd be fools not to. And I mean, I guess I like desperately in a way hope that they don't, cause I don't want like America to fall apart. Um, but also it is kind of crazy that like my take reading this as like a Pennsylvania resident with like Pennsylvania residing parents was I was like, oh my God, thank God. We're like with like the coastal beats. Like it was know, like, that's how I felt like I felt I like California I was on like a good life yeah. boat. Like I was like, yeah, squeed. That's exactly Which is, how like, I felt too. It's fucked. Yeah. That's fucked because basically what we're saying is like, yay, we're like with the rich. Okay. Well, so here was one of my questions is like, so when I was looking at this map and like, I feel like a lot of people have described it as like Balkan like balkanization of yeah. the US which like okay by the way I'm going to ask you about that cuz I don't know anything about history um okay. but like I was kind of just like searching around on Twitter like balkanization like federalism whatever just yeah. to like see what people were saying about it and yeah. like one of the takes that I kept seeing is like that it's like racist to even be like discussing this 
Like, Ooh. like they're like, if you're even talking about this, like you're fucked up and oh, you like, wait, don't care why. about poor okay. people. Yeah. And like, I guess because like, you know, if the U.S. broke apart, then like the South would be like even more of a shit show than it already is. And like, oh, I thought you were going to say a civil war thing, but okay, continue. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, that too. Go, I mean, it's the same that. thing. Yeah, but okay. like, I feel like basically like my take of like why that would be the case is that like the collapse of the U.S. implies that like, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, et cetera, basically become like third world countries and like you don't mm. want that. But like, what's, uh, is that the case? Like, what's your take on that? Like, why is it fucked up to like be talking about or like to want California to secede? Um... I mean, I think it is, I think wishing for the collapse of America is, like, super, super problematic. I mean, I think even if you were in, like, the California or New York, like, lifeboat, I think that, like, the collapse of the U.S. dollar and, like, the, I mean, I think it would result in, like, really untold and uncontrollable chaos, but especially for, like, poor and rural people. I For mean, sure. th- that For said, sure. California seceding doesn't necessarily mean the U.S. is collapsing. It just means, yeah. like, so... Honestly, partially, I'm like, it kind of just means that they don't necessarily get to be a world economic superpower anymore. The U.S. Yeah, I mean, I think it still probably would be, but it, it definitely, like, takes I, I feel like okay I don't root for the collapse of the US for sure I definitely right. don't but I also feel like I I feel like karmically like mm-hmm. the fall of the holy empire is like very much fitting you know like <laughs> I feel like you can say like oh you know it would be really shitty for like a whole swath of people like I agree with that right. but it also just feels like right. I mean how like I just think it, there's a little bit of like hubris even in thinking right. that like the US will go on forever you know what I mean like, totally yeah and like it's Pluto return is coming up like I don't know how it's this first one like I don't know how it's gonna be able to handle it <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, tan- semi-tangentially, this map made me think of this article I read in, like, 2017 in Harper's Magazine that was, like, sent to me by my boyfriend's mom that was talking about, like, <laughs> it was talking about, like, a air quotes, new progressive federalism. And, like, the idea of federalism, as per my, like, U.S. history knowledge, is, like, it was, like, Thomas Jefferson introduced like the idea of like states rights because and that was kind of like how the u.s was gonna avoid like what had happened repeatedly in the uk where a monarch had obtained like absolute power and like gone on like a killing spree and so by enshrining like states rights you always would have like a serious uh, like um maintenance of autonomy that like um that would prevent that from happening. And then it reappeared um, in the Civil War because the argument for states' rights was how the Southern states um, were able to frame wanting to, like, hold on to the institution of slavery. And Mm -hmm. so it kind of, like... And that's still how, like... I mean, like, Confederate flag people in, like, rural PA are always like, oh, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was was about about states' states rights. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I mean, I think that is why there's, like, definitely an an irony in that, like, then when Trump was elected, it became, like, a lib or 
I don't know that it could be him a leftist talking point, but definitely, like, an urban lib talking point was, like, oh, well, like, even if he, like, undermines, like, the Clean Water Act and, like, whatever the fuck, like, California and New York and, like, Oregon can, like, enact their own, like, clean water protections Mm -hmm. and, like, we can keep, like, maintaining, like, progressive policies. So it would be, like, a buffer against just, like, shitty federal politics. I mean, I personally think that, like... Um, I don't know. I, like, I, I, like, believe in states, like, I think that, like, and I think this corresponds to, like, the end of American empire, but without, like, the maybe necessary chaos that would ensue if, like, America literally and physically fell apart was, like, the dissolution into just, like, states that were like kind of independently and self-organized and like which is like how the country was like um founded i mean that's literally the 10th amendment was that like the states would be independent with regards to each other and united with regards to like the outside world and so i don't know i mean i feel like imo that's like i don't think that's like problematic um Yeah. I mean, I just think, I think it's like really interesting because I feel like it's something that is so like, there's so much like wild speculation you can make off of it. You know what I mean? Like, what would California like even do? Like, literally, what would California even do? But I do think that like, they're, yeah, they're, I think like California seceding or like anyone seceding, like, obviously that does seem like very far fetched to me at this point. But Uh I think that they're, are elements of i mean the rise of federalism is real right now for sure and i think like my prediction like not necessarily saying that this will definitely happen but i'm kind of just like spitballing and throwing it out there is like Mm -hmm. you know since the states are having very different approaches to the coronavirus at some point they will have to close their borders to each other you know yeah like every like the eu it's not like you can just be like i have an eu passport and i'm jumping around the country like from country to country like it's just yeah at some point like you know, California's entire, like, shutdown through May will be for naught if somebody from Georgia just, like, decides to, like, come to California. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and I think that, like, there is, it's pretty inevitable to me. I mean, at this point, I'm not saying it will definitely play out this way, but at least the way things look right now, it seems inevitable to me that there will have to be some sort of, like, border control between the states. Sure, right. Yeah. Um, if like California ever wants to like reopen again, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think right. that like the reality of that is like, I mean, essentially then you're operating as a nation state, you know? And like right. Gavin Newsom has literally already referred to California as a nation state, like in his coronavirus speeches. And like I think also yeah, but like he I also have... has like a pedophile symbol in his Twitter, like No, I thing. literally <laughs> think like Gavin Newsom like could be like a Justin Trudeau. Like I totally could see I, it's crazy to me that he's not but Justin Trudeau about more. sucks. No, I know I'm not like I'm talking more of like a dem like DNC line of thinking. Like it's weird to me that they're trying to boost Cuomo when like Gavin Newsom um... is like clearly the like Obama. Obama type that they're looking for, you know? Yeah, because he has, like, like he's a like, hot wife. Yeah, he's, like, and he's hot, he's, like, young, he's, like, from San Francisco, like, Ugh. it's, like, oh, I feel God. like, no, I know, but it's, like, <laughs> it's just, like, crazy to me that he's not being propped up in a more, like, presidential way right now, because it just seems, like, 
I mean, like, it just shows how bad their taste is that they're like, oh, people want Cuomo. It's like, who the fuck wants Cuomo? Like, come on, you know? Yeah. I wonder if my, like, attachment to, like... (sighs) I wonder if, like, my attachment to the concept of America or my, like, fear of it falling apart... I mean, it definitely is rooted, like, in part in nostalgia for, like, the places where I grew up and just, like, Mm -hmm. not wanting to see them, like, burn. And it definitely also is rooted in, like, having lived in China for the last four years and just being, like, low-key, fuck this. Like, I just, like, really, like, I think it really, like instilled in me like an extremely sincere love for like certain parts of where I come from and just I don't know but like it is interesting to kind of it's definitely interesting to like parse apart like why I don't want to see America fall because like I mean you're absolutely right like the hubris that like would be kind of like embedded in like the world superpower falling apart but I think in my mind I'm just like okay cool then China would become the world superpower and, like, that's, like, the only thing worse than America. <laughs> you yeah. know? Or, like, I the mean, EU, which is, like, the EU just, like, is as shitty as America. Like, you know, like, none of these yeah. organizations I mean, I are, like, good. I agree. I just think that, like, karmically the U.S. is kind of due for it. And I'm not saying that, oh, like, poor people in the U.S. are, like, karmically responsible. I'm just saying, like, that's, like, how the karma comes back to us. You know what I mean? Like, right. I do think that the U.S. has, like, done so much fucking meddling foreign policy-wise, oh like, geopolitically, no that it's just, like, yeah. they deserve to, like, collapse and, like, not have, like a military that's, like, worth more than everybody else combined. You know right. what I mean? Like, just stuff like that. I know, it's like, but I'm just, me, like, can't, like, that... Hillary Clinton just bear the brunt of that? Like, I just don't want the, like, you know, like, I just feel like it's gonna come down on, like, rural poor people who are just gonna be, as a result, become, like, yeah. more racist and psycho. Like, I just don't see that as being, like, good for anyone or anything. But I do I think... Totally, I, I, I do totally think agree. the idea of, like... I mean, I don't know, like, uh, this kind of goes back to, like, the the anti-lockdown protests, a lot of which were centered in Michigan, and they have this, like, super shitty, like, Libby governor who's just, like, very, like, Joe Biden, like, milk toast lib, and, like, she had run against an incumbent who was running for, like, Medicare for All in Michigan, and, like, I, I mean, I feel like that kind of model of, like, progressive states just, like, adopting Medicare for All, adopting really high, like, you know what I mean? They're like independent mm-hmm. social security programs. Like I'm like so here for that. Like, I mean the federal government like sucks dick. And I think it's like rooted in the settler colonial history of the U S that like the Senate has so much power because it's like predicated on land ownership, which like is settlerism. And so mm-hmm. like, that's why like Kansas has like eight times more like power per vote than California. And so like, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I definitely am like, like, I definitely am inclined to think, like, the federal government is, like, past the point of no return. I mean, I think that, like, what we want is, like, what I want in a perfect world is, like, anarchy, i.e., like, just, like, self-organized communities within the context of, like, a federal government that, like, keeps us afloat. But I think, like, the state governments are a lot closer in scale to, like, self-organized communities than is the federal government. So, sure. like, why not just, like, have that, you know? Like, why not just have, like... Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that goes into a question I had for you, which is, like, okay, 
with reasonable constraints, like not totally uh -huh. going like above and beyond, like whatever is possible or probable, even mm -hmm. not probable. Actually, you can do something that's like totally improbable because like everything that I want is improbable at this point. Um, okay. But like, look at like the coronavirus situation right now, like uh -huh. as it stands currently, what's uh -huh. your like dream recovery scenario? Best yes. case scenario. Okay. So, um, I had time to prep for this question and I thought on it on like multiple scales. I think the scale that you're thinking of, which is the one I'll answer first, is like the scale of like American society, whether that's the state or the federal government. I think that, um, what, I think the best thing the government can be doing for the people right now is 100% not a vaccine. I think it's like extremely, like extremely subsidized or extremely cheap, like anonymous self-administered testing. That's like non-trackable because that will give this the ability to like self-organize in like communities. If we're like groups of families or groups of friends and we're like, all right, we want to fucking like vibe for a few weeks this summer. And we're just like, okay, everyone take like a $10 coronavirus test. That's like anonymous. And like, it'll be between like me and my hose. And then like, you can like opt in and opt out. And I think it's really interesting that like, I don't know, like, I mean, every, like, I think that's not really being pushed because like, that wouldn't be to the benefit of any like corporation or governing body because they wouldn't be able to like track us or like, shoot us up with a vaccine or profit off of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the if it was just like- The city of Los Angeles just uh, like developed, not developed, they just like offered it free to all of their, uh, all of the people in the city, except that I, I have a strong suspicion at this point that the data is not going to be well protected. Yeah. Which I right. think is kind of the big thing with anything that's like trying to offer like free testing right now is that like the economic incentive it's still gonna be there you know like, that's why i said it's self-administered for sure i love i mean dream scenario i'm totally with you yeah my dream scenario and then mm -hmm. i think in terms of like okay and then like my dream scenario like coming out of this is two things one universal broadband and also like internet reform like I just think like I mean so many people in like I think it's fucked that we don't have like national broadband um and that it's being controlled by private companies it's like so mm -hmm. creepy and it's I like my mom and I are doing a big project right now that's like um art education projects for like students in central PA who don't have who are like rely on school lunches still and also don't have internet access which is like 18% of the region like it's one in five kids like doesn't have internet that's so creepy so that and then my like biggest goal I guess assuming that we go back to like semi normalcy in terms of life would be like an end to the global supply chain like yeah as a kind of like institution or a model of like business and structuring and our entire lives yeah exactly like mm -hmm. i mean i don't know i kind of have like a ton that i could say about this but i probably just like won't but the like mushroom at the end of the world in chapter eight does like a really cool explanation of kind of like how in the 1980s like 
when the Japanese stock market was booming, like American corporations just completely ditched the model of corporate responsibility and adopted this Japanese supply chain model, which was like predicated on like international outsourcing and like a race to the bottom in terms of like, like cheap labor and cheap environmental products. And like, I think that's like why we have the climate crisis. It's why we have the social crisis. For sure. It's like mm-hmm. literally like, and I honestly think that is possible because I think, I mean, it's not all to China that those supply chains have gone a lot go to like supply chains in Indonesia and Sri Lanka, but like Absolutely, so many yeah. go to China. And like, I do just really hope that like, I mean, I don't know, corporations are, like, disgusting, don't get me wrong, but, like, I hope that there um, is, like, I don't know, enough, like, I won't even give them the benefits, the doubt, in terms of saying that they would, like, do this from an ethical perspective, but just, like, enough common sense to, like, understand why we need to, like, why we need, like, national labor reform and kind of, like, for the labor that goes into our products to be conducted in places where labor can be like unionized and represented um and like you know kind of like have have a platform against the corporation so Mm -hmm. so that would be my like dream scenario oh my god this is perfect because i wrote out mine and ours are literally so complimentary but different like they literally it's like your policies and my policies like we're literally VP. yeah yeah it's the realizing stuff ticket for sure yeah so like i think my perspective on it has come from more of a uh i i went from like short term to long term essentially um Mm -hmm. And I think, like, obviously widespread testing is, I mean, you said that as well, you know, like widespread testing that's, like, available and anonymous and is not going to be taken advantage of, like, like it's just, gener- like, genuinely publicly owned and in the interest of the public. Right. That said, I have, um, I, I'm not super convinced that testing is going to do it in terms of, like, the disease, just because I think that there's a lot of... There's a lot that we don't know, and there's a lot that we can't assume, I don't think. Like, we can't safely assume about, like, the way that the virus works. And so, like, I think, like, like antibody tests right now have an effectiveness rate of, like, 12 to 15% error, like, uh. <laughs> which is crazy. Like, imagine 12, yeah, like, to, 12 to 15% of the people that take an antibody test, which is supposed to tell you, like, if you've had coronavirus, like, if you right. have the antibodies for it, get a false result. That is, <laughs> that's too wide of an error margin. You know what I mean? And sure. and there are, I think that, like, that's kind of the golden standard of testing in the sense that you want to know if you, in theory, have any level of immunity to it. You know, mm-hmm. not just do I have it right now, but like, mm-hmm. am I immune to it going forward? I think that's pretty crucial and like opening things up in any substantial way, you know, Yeah, because sure, you know, you're right. not at risk of being a carrier. And so I think like widespread testing to me is a little bit more complicated than just like being tested. And, and I think that there's kind of a lot of considerations that have to go into that. But in theory, like that's where it should be going rather than like focusing on like a vaccine i also think treatment is a huge part of it which i'll get into but like okay i think like in terms of like re- Ugh, i'm dubious like, of treatment in american medicine but well okay l- go on. Uh, l- let, let me go off yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but like basically i think like for reopening the country i honestly like don't know what we can do because like 
one option is like the kind of like Trumpian like eugenics approach, which is just like reopen the economy, trust that herd immunity will work, fuck the vulnerable. They can either like stay inside if they're rich or if they're poor, they die. You know, right. like that's basically what it is. Yes. And like, I think like that option is is predicated on a lot of problematic shit. But one of them is that like Americans overestimate their ability to fight a pandemic. Like, we have this like false sense of security because of our insanely strong military that like we can like fight any battle but like yeah the fact is that like american health is like the worst of the developed world right and, like i think that there are way more people that fall into like an immunocompromised like vulnerable category than people actually realize it's just that nothing has tested them yet like yeah right i mean like it's i mean the the health statistics in this country are like abominable like i just don't think that we're like we're in any state to have like a national health crisis in any fucking way yeah so like that option does not work second option is like the china authoritarian mass surveillance approach where like the world opens back up and like basically you just rigorously track and isolate new cases and i don't see a way that you can do that without mass surveillance like i don't think that you can yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah right and i think that if we give away those rights like we have absolutely no guarantee that we will ever get them back and they almost certainly won't you know right. like they will not come back to us and i think like in that case it's like what freedoms are we willing to give up like for me i just i don't think that's an option yeah but then i feel like the lib approach right now is like just stay inside and it's like we <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like what does that actually mean and like what's the end goal and i think that we definitely well, like, and it, need... what it works for people who uh yeah like are urban white collar employees which uh, surprise is literally the democratic party but mm -hmm. like yeah what if you don't have that liberty Right. So I think like given those kind of like options, I guess, and like the way that things can play out, right. I think like we have to recognize and like take a little bit of humility and realize that we don't necessarily know what's going on and that like right. we don't we nobody can predict and nobody can tell you that this is safe or this is not. And I think that like we have to prioritize caring for each other as well as yeah. we can and right. so that means like ubi rent freeze medicare right. for all like nobody should have to worry about their basic necessities like we've been able to do that for a long ass time and like we haven't done it and the time is now know. you know like, yeah like the amount of now. money that like went into like the like the corporate bailout like last yeah week. yeah i mean that's and like an I... aoc talking point but yeah Right. And I, I mean, I think that's, that's basic, like, whatever, bottom line, whatever. And I think like, okay, going into my health shtick now, like, I think that we need to prioritize the health of our population, obviously, because it's a health crisis. And I think like, I mean, okay, famously, Marianne Williamson's uh, Medicare for All platform like is in america we don't have a healthcare system we have a sickness care system and i think hey. like we need to like totally reform the way that we view health and like what we deem as acceptable or unacceptable and i think we need to like create programs to supply healthy meals to like the elderly and immunocompromised that like are personalized for their needs and like can right. be given to them without them having to leave their house i think we need yeah. to create incentives in the food stamps the food stamp system, which a lot of people are on right now because it's record unemployment. We need to create incentives that prioritize healthy eating, which is not the case currently. Like it's cheaper to get like shitty food on food stamps than it is to get like right. vegetables. And there's no reason for that except big foods influence in our government. Like uh -huh. make it so that people can eat healthy when they're on food stamps and they will. Right. Right. And then I think like, I think that like 
telemedicine like is kind of our only option for like doctor care and i think that like we should be focusing on like preventative care appointments that would target specific needs or issues and i think like in general like we have to use this opportunity to find like innovative and unique ways for society to function in the new normal and not just like lie to ourselves and say that it can go back or lie to ourselves and say that we know what's going to happen next but just like be real and be like you know, what should be open, you know, not like what needs to be open because the employees need a paycheck or they'll starve, but like what businesses and systems hold value for us and how can we have them exist in a way that's like safe for everybody involved, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is like making outdoor recreation more accessible. Like you need to like make it so that people can go outside and like exist in the world, like to some extent, which is like not the case in like California, at least right now. Um, and I think like, I don't know, like, like, I think just longer term, like sort of just looking at this as like something that we really don't know where the horizon is, you know, like, we have to just like, (laughs) like, we have to like, on a psychological level, like, encourage and allow people and our societies to shift in a good direction, rather than like, being driven by fear and resistance to change. And, like, recognize that, like, this is an opportunity for society to change and adapt on, like, the scale that's needed to address the problems that are, like, honestly more threatening than coronavirus, i.e., like, climate change. Like, and that in doing so, like, like, this is an opportunity, like, to change things for good and to, like, make, like, I mean, that's my ideal scenario. Obviously, I'm not, like, banking on it, but I think, like, there's so, (laughs) so, so many better ways to live that make us happier make us healthier and like we need to embrace those things in our society right and you're saying that like the way you kind of um the way you popularize that is like programs where people see direct incentive like after the fact i.e ubi i.e access to recreation like things that are like or access to like outdoor space like things that are like extremely tactile let is people that kind thrive. of what you're saying yeah like let yeah. people thrive as much as they can and i think like that is like that on a psychological level like it's just so important to like getting through a time of crisis you know like i think yeah. like I, I I think like just in the sense that for right now, it does seem that this is like the new normal. You know what I right. mean? Like there is no like, oh, we just do this and then it'll be done and we'll never have to do it again. Like it's it's going to be a thing or at least right now it seems like it's going to be a fucking thing for like a long ass time. And like, yeah, we have to find ways to like, <laughs> like support each other in that. And like obviously we have to be like pursuing like how can we get more testing how can we get like treatments how can we like deal with this whatever like the virus but so much of it is just like how can we like help everybody get through it you know okay but like in the context of like i i agree completely i'm just like pushing you but like okay so in the context of the like your first question which was like surveillance versus herd immunity genocide versus like just stay inside where does this approach kind of fall into that like spectra um i am not sure because honestly right now i don't trust any facts or statistics that's like the big thing that's holding me up is that like i genuinely feel no reason to like trust (laughs) anything that's like being told to me you know i mean that's like kind of the start of this whole thing like in china you know there was such a cover-up and like there is so little that we know at this point that it's honestly, I, I don't think that, 
I don't think that either is really an option. Like, right. we may get super lucky, and this virus uh, doesn't mutate very rapidly, and most people have mild symptoms, and so once you have enough people that get it, then if we're lucky again, that means that you're immune for a significant period of time, and then you're not carrying it, and so, like, you don't have as many outbreaks in your population. Sure, like, in the best-case scenario, maybe that works, but I don't think that we have enough to rely on that and the risk is too large. And I also think like you are, it is a eugenics approach, you know, like you're basically saying right. like, it's more important for like the like rich, healthy people to like be able to live. Like it's exactly what I'm saying about like, just fucking stare at the void, you know, like yeah. all of us are supposed to be disrupted right now. Like it's, I feel right. like that's like my complaint with Sweden right now, which is like Sweden right. has done no lockdown. They they're social distancing and they're just being like, hmm. Well, the Swedes just know how to like keep their space from each other. We're not just spitting all over each other. Like Swedes that's very much so their perspective. Creepy. And I think that like that whole thing, it's like maybe you guys could like fucking benefit from like staying at home and like assessing right. the state of the world and not just pretending like everything is on fire. Like it's just like you're pretending like everything's not on fire around you, you know? Right. Like, just because yeah. you guys are chill because you're isolated as hell and you're yeah, like spread and you're, there's out only more than like everybody five else. Like, million people in like yeah. a really like objectively large place. It's like good for you, but like the rest of us are like going through it, you know? And like yeah. to just be like, oh, well, this is the way it should be. You know, the Swedes do it right with our herd immunity. It's like, Again, it's it's a hubris that I think, like, karmically, <laughs> it doesn't bode well for you. Not you to know? mention that, like, when they say the Swedes, they mean literally the ethnic white Swedes. Exactly, like, that's, that's the... what they mean. Which is, like, <laughs> the Swedes are also, like, Hitler's literal dream, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they really are. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that part of it doesn't escape me, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's what they mean. And it's just, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I think... It's hard for me to, I don't think I can predict the future. I don't think anybody can predict the future of like what's to come in the next couple months, the next year or whatever. I yeah. think like all that we can do is like learn to take care of each other. And I feel like that is like a very like climate change, Naomi Klein like totally. perspective as well, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I do, I mean... Yeah, I guess one of my reforms is, like, uh, in addition to, like, national broadband, like, a larger, like, national media agency, which, like, pretty much every other developed country has. And, like, yes, they're propaganda machines, but, like, I think it's, like, so obviously necessary that just, like, basic media reform is, like, needed right now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think that, like, I... I accept that, like, it'll, like, conditions are going to be fucked for a really long time, but I, like, desperately hope that, like, um, reliable testing and anonymous self-administered testing is developed to an extent that, like, we're able to, like, this summer, like, spend significant periods of time with people we love. I don't know if that's going to happen, but, like, I mean, again, to turn to the Connor Habib podcast, I think he put it really beautifully when he said that, like, touch, which this moment is really, like, the absence of human touch, like, touches how we, like, know the edges of ourselves, and it's how we know what is... Like, when I'm touching someone or something, I know what's not me. And I think that's kind of what makes us feel so, like, 
depressive and discombobulated in this moment is that like there's like a profound like absence of touch in like the people we love I mean even seeing people I'm like it's just like creepy and sterile and like social distancing ish and like I don't know I just really hope and I feel like semi-confident in a technocratic way that like we're able to reach a point where at least on the scale of like I have like literally no faith in like the scale of like the collective nation but and that's not America specific but like I do hope that at the scale of like communities families like in groups of friends we're able to kind of like reach a point where we can like be together comfortably you know and I think that is possible in like the not not so distant future yeah I'm I'm I tend to agree with you I think I'm more skeptical of the testing component of it partially because of just like the like physiological barriers of testing but also just because I don't see things becoming like anonymous and for the public you know I yeah think no exactly that was my pr- yeah it's like whose whose interest is that in yeah exactly that's like the thing that I think trips me up is that I feel like in some ways it's difficult to avoid like a a move further towards mass surveillance like I don't think I don't think there's a way around that um unfortunately like which I hate right. <laughs> um but yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think, like, it's important to, like, I, I think it's important to, like, create our dream, like, scenario, because I think yeah. that, like, I don't know, there's, like, value in manifesting it in the world, and I think currently it's not, I'm not seeing it, you know, and, like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to put the platform forward, except for, like, a couple key points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually the other thing the other big thing like definitely moving manufacturing back to the u.s and curbing globalization i feel like that's is, what i said yeah exactly i think that's i think that's a huge part of it is just like totally reassessing like our relationship to like the geopolitical scene and, i like, mean i one million percent believe that like um Global, globalization's a disease. I believe that the, uh, the, the environmental crisis is because there's a labor crisis, which is why there's a social, like, and drug-related crisis, which is why there's a public health crisis. Like, all of these are, like, so interlinked. And I think, like, it all really boils down to, like, the international capitalist export market, which I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, Global America's in many yeah. ways, like, one of the primary authors of, but, like, oh, it's it also is. Complete, absolutely. It's at I least mean, responsible for trying like, to, like... Northern Europe and Japan. But, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we I mean, are... I think America did a lot of, like, the, the dirty work and, like, spreading it, you know? Yeah, like, oh, 100%. <laughs> and, like, especially post-1980s. Yeah. yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that's not, I don't know, 1980 wasn't that long ago. Like, there's no reason no. to think we can't, like, be back in this bitch. I know. Um, yeah, I completely cool. agree. Yeah. Uh, well. well. <laughs> what office should we run for? I think that, okay, I was kind of thinking president and VP, I'm president, you're VP. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. Just I'm because not... that's, like, the open, like, lane right now, you know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. who are people going to vote for in November? Yeah, Biden. Like, like, let's, like, fully run, why not? Literally I do Biden think, realizing stuff party. Um... I mean, just the thing, I think my personality, like, I am... I was born to be a vice president. It's because I'm a Libra. Like, every Mm -hmm. vice president should be a Libra. I, like, 
I'm not very good at, like, bringing an energy into a situation and, like, it's big and other people, like, latch onto it and kind of, like, grow with it. But if someone else, like, has an energy, I can, like, build with that energy to something that's, like, four to eight times its size, if that makes sense. And I feel like that's very much, like, our dynamic. For sure. And I'm, like, the Bill Clinton, Obama, Charlie XCX, Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Are they all Leos? Yeah, dude. That's fucked. (laughs) I know, I know. Yeah. We're an, we're an interesting crop. Um, <laughs> leaders for sure. Leaders unquestionably. Uh, yeah, for sure, right. <laughs> um, leaders and there's followers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we're like doing good work, like establishing the Realizing Stuff Party platform. I feel like this is what everybody needs to be doing, like on, you know, in their own way, whatever that means to you. Like, right. manifest your better world. Yeah. If you have the luxury to think, you know, like... Yeah. One final... I mean, this kind of relates to that, but, like, when you were asking me what is my, like, dream coronavirus recovery scenario, in addition to, like, the world and American society, I was also thinking of, like, myself and, like, my own kind of, like, self-work. Because, I don't know, I feel like the kind of, like... Yeah, and, like, the progression of my own like soul and my journey and I feel like I my like I just really hope that like through this process I can like make things and partake in experiences that I would never have ordinarily partaken in or whether that's like a project I'm working on or a movie I'm watching or something I'm reading. Like, I just want to be doing, I want to like inhabit like a new Steven because physically we are like, our bodies are changing right now in response to like the changing environment and closed economy. And I want to like explore the new Steven like very richly, which is why I think like Charlie X made XCX making a new album is like dumb. Because it's, like, the opposite of that. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I feel like I, I am, like, in a stage where I keep saying this to myself and, like, uh, this is, like, what pulls me out of my spirals is, like, uh-huh. and it's fucked up, honestly, admitting it, but it's true, um, is, like, I feel like every time that I am spiraling, I just kind of, like, I don't even know how to say it, but basically, like, I just look at myself and I'm, like, this is, like, every opportunity that you wanted. I know that's, like, a fucking neolib hustle, like, slogan at this Mm. point, but, like, really, like, I have the opportunity to think, to, like, restructure my social life, to be, like, people that, like, like, everybody's, like, available to be reached out to right now, and, like, that, it, it has been, like, really meaningful to me to, like, reconnect with people, like, that I actually want to talk to, and there's baggage that comes with that, and I'm not, like, glossing over that necessarily, but, like, right. I think, like, there's so much potential for... I feel like for so long I've just felt like there was no hope for anything to ever tangibly change around me. And, like, I just felt like I was born too late or too early or something for, like, just, like, to be able to, like, be in whatever it is that we're in right now. And I think, like, I think that the like the pause that this has caused is just like, if you have a way that you wish that it was better, 
now's the fucking time to go like make it better. And I think that's like what I keep coming back to with myself is just like, what are the things that I genuinely like want to change in myself and like the way that I live in like the world around me? And like, how can I do that? You know, yeah. like, how can I like inhabit that life and like make that like a reality? But you know? don't you think in a way it like kind of has to, it also necessarily has to like not be ambitious because otherwise, I mean, for me at least, because otherwise I just like enter a depressive spiral where I'm like, fuck, I'm not doing any of it and I can't change it. And I'm like back to my old habits and like, you know what I mean? I have a great sense of my own power. Okay. <laughs> it's literally Leo vibes. Like it's, I, vibes. I definitely like, I, I get that, but I think I'm motivated by that kind of thing more yeah. than not you know i succumb to my own depression too easily but that's what makes you the relatable vp that everyone will be like that queen <laughs> <laughs> yeah that um, um i honestly hate our ticket already but I just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god true yeah cool all right should we wrap it up yeah, let's do it. Been um, enough. <laughs> this was crazy. I know. I'm um, tired. Same. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay cool. Well, literally, literally bye. bye.